everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Digi Eat Podcast. My name is Nicole Yates, and I'm going to be your host, as I am, for every episode. Uh, this week, we have the hilarious Rachel Fogletto, who's a friend of mine and a comic uh, outside of the Philly area. Rachel has been friends with me since I started doing stand-up over 10 years ago, and uh, we talk all about that and uh, all kinds of other stuff, too. She also has uh, two podcasts called Hot Mistakes and The Leak, and you can catch both of those anywhere you get your podcasts, and she also runs a show on Zoom called Come As You Are. So if you just Google Come As You Are, the Zoom stand-up show, you'll be able to uh, check it out. It's a great, fun show because, you know, we can't go out but we all still want to make everybody laugh and laugh your ass off. That's why we're here, right? Uh, I want to talk about another podcast that I really love, but I'm going to do that after we sit down and talk to Rachel. See you soon. Hey, everybody. Welcome to uh, Did You Eat? I am here with uh, comedian Rachel Fogletto. Say hey, Rachel. Hey. 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 Great hey. to be here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It took us a little bit to get this set up, and now we're rolling, and it's good. It's good. Um, I know Rachel from Philly. She's a Philly-based comic. And uh, we started around the same time. Did we? I think you might have had a year on me, I think, maybe. Really? I thought you were ahead of me, but it all blurs together. I started in 2012. Uh, I just hit 10 years. So. Oh, yeah, no, you were, that's what I was saying. You were definitely ahead of me when I started because I'm like, oh, God, I guess I'm coming up on eight years. That's wow. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. Yeah, you, yeah, you were around when I started. So, at least to me. So I was yeah. like, um, I know uh, Logan started around with me too because we, me, him, Chris Wood, we'd all be at the comedy cabaret up in the Northeast. Hating you life. Know, I never went to comedy cabaret. What? I know. I never did because I never. I that was around actually 2012. Was that when I got? No, I got rid of my car around 2010, 2011. So when I started comedy, I didn't have a car, so right. it's like I would have. It, it just was. There wasn't really a way to right. get there, so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one of my, one of my favorite comedy memories actually involves the cabaret. Uh, it was like, it was like a really hot day in the spring and, um, there was like a lot of people there for some reason. And Chris Wood showed up with a backpack full of wiffle balls and a wiffle ball bat. And we played wiffle ball in the back parking lot instead of telling jokes. It was great. And that sounds, that sounds about right. That yeah. sounds, that checks out to me. Yeah. I've only heard stories about it. So I feel like the time came and went. Um, now, no, nobody can go. So you know. Yeah. Oh, I know. <laughs> I know. As much know, as maybe it... soon we're in yellow. No curfew tonight. Big day. Ooh, oh yeah, they repealed our curfew the other day, and uh, my roommate was like, "Woohoo!" and like went for like a big bike ride at like nine thirty. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's been. Yeah, I think I I just put it on Instagram. I was because my citizens app. Uh -huh. I've been posting every day. I'm like, thanks, Dad. Like, it's weird. I never had a curfew as a kid, so the whole curfew thing has been weird. It feels very like 1984. I'm like, this is like the other night. I think me and Logan. Oh no, it was last night. We were talking about ordering food, and we were trying to order it like so people had enough time to, even though they're essential. Like, cops are sure. obviously fucking with people, um, especially black people. So it's like, let's order before. Right. So the driver doesn't have to deal with that. And he was like, and I was like, what time is curfew tonight? And he's like, I don't know. I think it's eight. He goes, oh my God, look how normal it is. And I'm like, yo, we got to, yeah, that's fucked up. We can't <laughs> yeah. let that be normal because it's, because it's been like every night this week. Yeah. It's crazy. It's like, really? Like there's been protests before, like big ones. Yeah. So what the fuck? Why is this? Why? 
there there hasn't been i don't feel like protests like this sure probably since like the 60s the 50s and the 60s probably yeah and my bad i i mean to like take away from the oh yeah no i, I know what very you important <laughs> historicalness of it but at the same <laughs> i it, to me i'm almost like that's what makes it so disturbing is like right. what about this scares you so much well i mean obviously i think we know the answer but like right. really you're actually you're really doing that okay yeah well they were pulling some shit here where they were they they sent out a message saying that uh, curfew was at five, and then sending it out in Spanish saying it was it was at like four or something like that. Like it wasn't the right numbers, and and I, like I am I am kind of a conspiracy person, but it feels like to me that like they just don't understand how technology works down at City Hall. Um, but like, it, but they would send it out forty five minutes before the curfew started. So like, yeah, they did that here. They changed it. They made it early a couple of times. They first it would be like eight and then they would change it to six and they would tell you at like four thirty. And I'm like, if you're out, especially if you're protesting, right. like that doesn't give you much time to get back to your car, whatever you have to do to go home. And that's yeah. a two hour difference. I'm like, that's not. Oh, I, I'm totally with the conspiracy. I think that's on purpose. I think that's so they can arrest people. And I know in New York, they were, I think New York and Philly, they were kettling people, like, so that they could have an excuse to arrest them. Oh, man. At a certain point, yeah. It's the worst. Well, at least the Rizzo statue is gone. And I saw a time-lapse video today of them painting over the mural. The mural's gone. Oh, good. Yeah. It's about time. I mean, I thought they were, I mean, they moved it a few years ago, but they just, like, moved it. Like, I didn't... <laughs> yeah. Well, like, I mean, you know, Frank Rizzo is, like, the patron saint of South Philly. So I'm surprised that there hasn't been protests from, like, the old school, you know, I think South when, Philly residents. I think when they moved it from South Philly, people did, like, you know, there there was some, uh, uh, what's the word, unrest. But, you know, they got over it. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's uh, and what's funny is a lot of the people who are protest like like that were protesting online about them painting over the thing and moving the statue. They weren't even alive when Rizzo was in politics. Like I was alive. I remember like when he, I remember him running and losing for mayor, and I, I vaguely I vaguely remember him being mayor and like seeing seeing things on the news. You know, cause my you know my parents always watch the news. My grandparents always mm-hmm. watch the news, so I couldn't get away from it. And uh, I mean, even then, I knew he sucked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I think I was too young. Yeah. Too young for. I don't. I I don't know what year were you born. Uh, eighty five. Yeah. No. Nah, I would. Yeah. I would have been like a kid, like kind of like little. The yeah. first that my first like memory of politics was uh, when Bill Clinton ran. Uh, and I was oh. seven. I was in oh. second grade. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is the portion of the podcast where I start to feel old. Um. <laughs> you, no, do you know why I remember? Because, well, because it was, it would have been, yeah, because like four years before that, I would have been, I was like oblivious. I would have been like a toddler, but it was like my first like awareness of an election. Right. And I remember like the jokes about uh, Ross Perot. Um, I remember like my grandma, I think hated him. And as a (laughs) prank, like one of my uncles, I think put a bunch of like Ross Perot signs on her lawn one time overnight. Like, (laughs) like, I mean, it's, yeah, it's pretty ridiculous. Um, what what did they used to say on, what was the thing he always said? 
I can't remember now. It was like a big joke, like on SNL. It was a joke. Yeah, he had some kind of catchphrase, but I don't yeah. remember what it was. Oh, was that it? What was it? Now here's the deal. Was that it? Oh, maybe that sounds right. I don't know why. Like this is just all yeah. like coming back to me. Sure. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. On the flip side, my very first memory of politics is I was in kindergarten, and it was, I guess it was the day that Reagan was getting inaugurated. My mom had like KYW news radio on in the in, on the little mm-hmm. radio in the kitchen, and they were asking Jimmy Carter what he was going to do now that he wasn't president. Like, what's your plans, Jimmy? <laughs> and he was like, I'm going to go fishing. <laughs> and I thought that was so funny. And yeah, yeah. That's, that's my first real memory of like politics. It's interesting what sticks with you. Yeah, it really is. I remember in class, because my parents both wanted, because um, my parents were, it may have been like the last year they were together, but oh. uh, they were like Democrats, you know, so like I knew my mom supported um, uh, Bill Clinton and we had to, they asked us in second grade, they were like, who do you want to vote for and why? And you had to draw a picture. And I <laughs> drew a picture of Bill Clinton and I said, I would vote, if I could vote, I would vote for Bill Clinton because I like his hair. And my teacher was like, you like his hair? That's why you would vote for him? And I didn't get it. And even I still think about it because I'm like, what did you expect me to say? You're like I was, seven. I was seven years old. Like, I don't know. Like, I, agree, I, I agree with his ideas about foreign policy. <laughs> yeah, it's foreign policy. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. <laughs> that's but, so ridiculous. That's I, like, I was, I just, yeah. <laughs> I was in uh, high school when Clinton was running and um, it was everybody was very hype about it. Everybody was very, because there were some people who were old enough to vote in that election. I wasn't, but, because mm-hmm. um, I, I, maybe I was, I don't remember. When were you first, what was your first presidential election that you could vote in? You know, it might've been that one because my birthday is in September and obviously the election is in November. So I, that might've been my first one. Wow. Yeah. Was, mine was, it was, um. The first one I could vote in, I think it was uh, when Kerry ran against, um, was it Kerry against Bush, right? When yes. Bush ran the second time? Yeah, that was the first one, and he lost. So my first time voting, yeah, it was, it was a downer. Because that was, because I remember I was in high school when like all that shit with 9-11, and I remember I wished I could have voted. I was so mad. I think like the boyfriend I had at the time had told me he had voted for like, uh, was it Nader or something? Oh man. I was like, nah. so I think maybe that's why I'm biased now. Maybe I just have like trauma from, <laughs> from that. Possibly. I mean, my, my mom and my stepdad are like big Republicans and like that just always annoyed the shit out of me. And, uh, he would, he would put signs on the, on our tiny little Port Richmond front lawn and, um, the ones that had pictures on them, I would draw a little curly Q mustaches. Trolling your dad's signs. Yeah. My stepdad. My dad never voted. My dad, my dad never, (laughs) this is how smart my dad was. My dad never registered to vote because he thought that if he did, he would get picked for jury duty. Well, I mean, yeah, that's part of it. I'll say this. I'm going to knock on wood. I've never had to actually do, I've been picked like, multiple times and I've always um 
been able to postpone it or when I finally was supposed to, like the night before I either get a text or you call in and if you're in certain numbers, you don't. So I've never even had to go in. Oh, wow. Yeah. I feel like, I mean, I don't know. I feel like I wouldn't get picked even if I did because like I work in HR and like, I don't yeah. know. I think they t- I've, atten- I've heard they have a tendency to not, like if you work in HR, they don't pick you. But that could also be shifting. Who knows? I mean, it really all depends, too, on what kind of trial it is. Um, I got picked. And um, I got picked once, and then I got out of it because my uncle was on was finishing up a trial as I was starting, and he, he mm. like, collapsed, and they had to take him to the hospital. And he ended up dying, like, a week later. But oh, my God. I know. Crazy, right? So um, I had to, like, call the sheriff guy, and I'm like, hey – did you hear about that guy that passed out at jury duty today? He's like, yeah. I'm like, that's my uncle. We have the same last name. Like, I don't think I can come in tomorrow. I got to go to the hospital. And he's like, you're excused. I was like, yeah. Yeah. It's also like, that would be kind of traumatizing too. It's like, <laughs> yeah, my uncle died every collapse of jury duty. So yeah. I have permanent damage now. Yeah. I did get picked again and I, and I did a whole trial and, um, and can that you was talk really about it. Like, can you say what? Yeah, it's I could talk about it. It was about this guy because he got he got convicted in absentia. This guy. What's um, that? I don't like. He that. ran, and they had the trial anyway. Oh, yeah. I didn't know what that meant. Sorry, I'm yeah, very nope. ignorant. <laughs> oh, what well, what with your law degree? <laughs> I'm just saying. No, I feel like a lot of times there's stuff I should know, but then I'm like, oh, I don't know what that is. Oh, whatever. Everybody learns stuff every day. Um. So anyway, yeah, so it was like, um, it was this guy, these two, this girl was visiting another girl and there was like an entryway to her apartment building Mm -hmm. and this guy, um, kind of muscled his way in and like beat on the one girl and then drug the other girl by her hair, trying to just like, he was trying to grab her handbag Mm -hmm. and, but just like big, big dude, like beat the shit out of the one girl drug the other girl and then all he could get was her phone mm-hmm. so he took off and at this point like with all the yelling and stuff somebody had called the cops so the cops had shown up like like he had like just a couple minutes later so um the cops asked the one girl you know can you identify him because he's got to be in the area he couldn't have gotten that far and she was like yeah so they turned on the find my iphone and mm-hmm. they noticed it was going in a straight line, and they realized he was on the trolley. So oh. they radioed um, to stop two trolleys. And she, I have to say, this girl's got balls, man. She went onto the one trolley. He wasn't on there. They went onto the second trolley, and she saw him, but she walked behind him and turned around and was like, yo, that's the dude. And then he, you know, and then he, like, tried to, like, throw the phone on the, on the ground. But he, <laughs> he Too late, bud. <laughs> Oh, this guy was not bright. He logged into his Facebook account and oh. took a selfie with the phone. So there was a picture of him on All the right. phone. You know what? <laughs> At this point. Yeah. 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 That what like. Yeah. 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 So, um, so it was, it was just, it was ridiculous, but it was sad though. Cause like, I mean, he really like, he really railed on this one girl and it was like, it was right, you know, like in like June when it's like sticky, gross, hot. Mm-hmm. So that was the time. So I was coming back from lunch and I stopped at the 7-Eleven because we were allowed to bring in drinks as long as they weren't in glass. 
So I was like, oh, I'm just going to get like a really big Slurpee and then I could just like sip on it all day. So I'm sitting in the jury box in the front row with this barrel sized fucking Slurpee. <laughs> Sipping on this sort of Slurpee while this girl is telling this story about how this guy like like repeatedly slammed her in the face and I'm like, uh, and the judge is like, really? Like, what are you doing? Was this in Philly? Yeah. Oh no. See, I feel like that checks out. I don't yeah. know. I I I would 100% expect that in Philadelphia. Yeah. It was, I would expect somebody to have like to open up like a like like a box like a box of the chicken. Uh, what is it? The chicken nuggets that they have? That what is it? That I never eat them because it would probably make me get diarrhea. From where? The Sev. Don't they oh. have like the? Don't they have some little chicken bite thing? Or yeah, I they got chicken bites them? and taquitos and hot dogs. Yeah, and I would expect somebody to like open that up in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it it was it was a little bit ridiculous. And then uh, and then and then I got the judge uh, to write a letter because my boss um, was sending me text messages asking me to come to work during my lunch break and like when we were done during the day and like that's illegal yeah yeah you have to take the whole day yeah and they should reimburse you oh yeah i mean that was fine it was like a big corporation i was working for but like my immediate boss was she's just an asshole and um she was like arguing with me she's from jersey and jersey uh jury duty works differently and she was always getting out of it. So she didn't understand, one, how I didn't get out of it, and two, why I couldn't continue to work while I was spending, you know, eight hours listening to testimony for five days. Right. Just, yeah. You're there the whole day. I mean, I know just from, like, other people I've worked with who had yeah. to do it. Like, you're there the whole day. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. But it is across the street from Reading Terminal, so that's pretty delightful. You, you know you get 10% off with your uh, jury sticker. I did not know that. Yeah, so I'm just saying, I mean, you know. Hey, look, I'm, you know, I don't, <laughs> I really don't ever want to have to do it, but I'm willing to because, again, civic, you know, I'll do my civic duty. Yeah. Civic. Why not? Yeah, sure. <laughs> well, I want to talk, like, talk to you a little bit about comedy because, like, I, I don't, like, I don't think we've ever talked about, like, how you ended up going from graduate school to stand up like how'd that happen well I didn't go right from one to the other Uh um I found myself in stand I mean like I don't mean like I found myself but I wanted to go to school for social work I went to so I went to grad school I haven't talked about this in a while Uh, I went to grad (laughs) school right after undergrad so like I was young uh-huh. Uh, so I was maybe like 22 when I started um, grad school and I did part time because at that point I had to work full time. Sure. Uh, and I was in a part time program at UPenn for social work and already like social work at UPenn is like nobody cares. Like so you're paying an Ivy League uh, price Ugh. for like it's not like Wharton Business School. You know, they don't there's not the same like help getting a job and the the internships I ended up getting like were we I had weird times that I was like available so like I didn't really get an internship like it was good but I didn't really I wasn't really doing what I wanted to work with women in prison that was what I wanted to do uh because of like uh I you know in undergrad I was a psych and women's studies major and that was back when it was called women's studies and um wait what's it called now 
I think it's gender studies. Oh, oh I think yeah, to encompass. I mean, it's essentially it, it should be the the same, but it's yeah. It, I think it shifted right after because like Temple had just gotten like a lot of L, like I think I almost double minored because I took so many LGBTQ classes, but I was a poli sci minor. And they all like overlap. So I ended up, I was almost going to double minor, but then I would have had to take like one more semester. And I'm like, nah, I'm just going to. Oh, man. Um, so, yeah, I did this program at Temple where you took a class actually in a prison uh-huh. with Whoa. the uh, inmates. I don't know if that's the right word to even say anymore. Not but, I, they, but yeah, it's like we did readings together and different stuff. So it was, and I just became really, I took like a lot of women in criminal justice classes. So I just became really interested in like the unique, like a lot of times the unique factors of like the incarcerated women have to deal with like, um, you know, even like being pregnant in jail and like giving birth in handcuffs and shit like that. So it's, that was sort of like my interest. Um, and just like the unique factors that like would make, a woman, how women are perceived in criminal justice, just, just all, and of course, overlapping with race and um, all kinds of other factors. So it, sure. it, that was sort of what I, what I really wanted to do. Then I went to Penn for three years and I just got in a whole lot of debt and uh, I was just living off credit cards and I was working, but you know, long story short, basically, like after I graduated, it was really hard to get a job because I didn't have any experience, quote unquote. I mean, I had an experience. I had been working. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'd been working since I was 18. You know, like I had job experience and I had even been working in a nonprofit, but it was healthcare, So it wasn't social work experience. And so I couldn't get a job. I also think people were by it was like it worked both ways. I think people were biased because of how young I was. They can't say that legally. And then the master's overqualified me. I was like 24, I think, 23 or 24 when I graduated. Yeah, to have a master's at 23 or 24, people are like, hmm. And it's from UPenn, so they think that, like, you're, like, sheltered, no life experience. Um, and at that point, I had been, I had been living in Philly maybe for, like, three, I think I moved when I was, like, 21 or 22, and I had been working all right. Like, I had been working, um again, like in healthcare, like in Philadelphia. So like I had like work experience with like the public, like I, like I know how to deal with the public. Sure. Um, you know, and work with the public, but I think people saw that and thought one, you know, that I wouldn't, I, again, you can kind of tell. So I just was like working, working. And then I, I think I just lost, I just stopped trying. And the other thing that happened was, like I was just, I, when I am not, my whole life I've always been busy around the clock. So like when I was younger in high school, like I would dance. Like, so I went to school and then I would dance like every night of the week. And then I was either in co- for like seven years, I was either, I was working or in co- like, I was either like working part-time going to college. So I had around the clock. So when I was just working for like two or three years, I was just going out like drinking and not that I didn't do not that I didn't do that before, but I still had like, oh, I gotta write this paper, so I gotta get it together. Sure. You There's know, but you over your head. No, it's just I could get and you know, I was still young enough that I could like get up in the morning and be like, fine, and go to work. Oh, but, I miss that. <laughs> oh yeah, now <laughs> not so much. Uh, my body is angry when I do things like that, but <laughs> I get I it's just like I get destructive when I don't have like uh something to do. 
I'd later find out that was ADHD, but that was like after I was 30. So, you know, not helpful. <laughs> but yeah, eventually I think like everything, like I reached like a breaking point. I'd started going to open mics and you know how when you start comedy, you're like, you don't really get it, you know? Like you don't get what the commitment looks like. And part of me is like, do I want to like, like I'm going to have to like really do this. Like, oh, I have to keep going back. Okay, but I really like this. And when I finally can get the laugh, it feels good, but I don't know. And then I think something like happened with this guy I've been messing around with and it it was like um I have a joke about it it's like a the guy who was on house arrest like he he was like real like he he was like lying about still being with his ex and like I'm not gonna get too much into it but it was like he had brought it was like months later after like I hadn't talked to him he brought up something about he brought up something to me and it basically the math made me realize uh that he was like fucking around with both of us at the same time oh no it was like a pregnancy scare type of thing and yeah. and he came to me about it and i was like and i was like what the fuck and like i remember like i told somebody that i had made friends with in comedy he's like it's like what's wrong and i'm like i told the whole thing and he's like oh my god like what and i'm like <laughs> I'm, I'm like i need to just not i'm just gonna do comedy now like i just need to not be out here because these are the people that I meet. <laughs> so. <laughs> and then you meet another kind of wacko. Doing, uh, yeah. Doing but I mean, that's the, I guess that's the gist of it. I tried to do poetry for a minute. That's uh. embarrassing, but. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it is. I miss being on stage. I used to dance when I was younger. I, and I liked fucking around with words and wordplay. But I ultimately like, because I would go to poetry stuff, but I would like, I started to do stuff where I would make people think it was some one way and then at the end it was like a aha and surprise uh -huh. and i realized i'm like i actually like making people laugh more yeah. even when i'm angry so i think i think that's how it is I, and i kind of feel like with comedy a lot of like the parts of me that was like an activist because i would just get angry and yell at people and i feel like with comedy if you can make people laugh at something and still get your perspective across you can kind of win so that's yeah. i've always felt like you can do activism with comedy, with like wordplay and your brain. So I, and I still feel that way. Like I, like once I really got into it, I was like, oh, this is actually, I love this. Like this art form is, and I, had, I, I have a master's degree from UPenn and comedy is the hardest thing yeah. I have ever had to do. Totally. I totally agree. I totally agree. Um, I, you know, so, you know, I've been doing this so long, like, I've seen like friends and friends of friends who are like, I want to try this. I want to try it. And I'm like, cool. And then yeah, they do it, it and they're like, oh, this is really hard. Or, oh, this is so much work. And like even, even teaching the class, you know, mm -hmm. um, there's always like half of the people at the grad show are just like, this is so much harder than I ever thought it would be. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> if everybody could do it, everybody would <laughs> like yeah it's hard so yeah <laughs> it's so that is the hardest thing is like trying to convince people like it, it's almost like teaching the class always to me felt like i would always say like look i'm actually not your teacher right. the audience is your teacher i'm a you treat me like a mentor i would try to say like i get that everybody's different and they get scared about going but i'm like look literally anybody can sign up at an open mic. You can walk, somebody can walk in off the street and put their name on that piece of paper 
again, these are back in pre-pandemic times, but but, (laughs) you know, anybody can go sign up. So, so can you like anybody can get on a microphone and say stuff. So I'm like, but you won't know if it's funny until you hear multiple audiences response to what you say. And then you're going to get the most out of this if you go to mics and come back. But, you know, it's, it's hard to convince people that I'm like, if I felt like my goal almost when, when I was teaching 101 was to make people realize they didn't need a class. Yeah. That was my goal. Cause I, I would even be like, you really don't, you don't need this, but Hey, I'll, I need the, I'll take the money. But like, yeah, I basically, I'm just like, you know, I can't make you funny, but mm-hmm. I can, I can give you tools to use where you Mm -hmm. can work on your stuff and, you know, use this class as your own personal little open mic, you know, Mm -hmm. get up and you, and you, and you try stuff and, you know, and then you you can go out in the world and try stuff out in LA, you know, I still teach the class and I've had people say to me, how come there's not a 201? And I'm like, the 201 is doing it. (laughs) The 201 is you, I got nothing more to teach you. You just need to go and learn now. Like, I can't hold your hand, like, forever. <laughs> I think 201 would just be, like, a writing session, like, a guided writing session, if anything. Yeah, like, you know, when you get together, like, you know, like, when you get together with your friends that do comedy that you trust, and it's like you run shit by each other. Like, to me, that's what 201 yeah. would be. Uh, because, yeah, it's like you got to go do it. But, like, then it's like, yeah, maybe have, like, a thing where you come... And you work on stuff that you're actually working. Because at that point, if you're not going to mics, you shouldn't be in 201. If right. That, if that was ever a thing. Yeah, definitely. And then I've had like, fr- like I, I remember um, Perlman's wife's friend, Emily. She, I, I met her at a party and she wanted to try doing stand-up. And I was like, oh, you should come to the laughs on Fairmount. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Throwback. Uh, right? R.I.P. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and... Um, and, and she did a couple of times and then she just sort of like disappeared. And then I saw her a couple of months later, like it's something else. And I was like, oh, would you decide the comedy wasn't for you? She's like, it's so much work. I don't have that kind of time. And mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, because it does. It eats up your, it eats up your whole life and it, either you love it or you don't. And, and there's no shame, I think, in saying, I don't, I'm not into this. Mm-hmm. It, it's not know? for everybody. And I wish more people would be like, I'm not into yeah. this. <laughs> but... Um, do you think, I was talking to Stuart about this the other day. Do you think with this pandemic, it's going to shake it out a little bit? Um, yes. I mean, one, I think that, I think that it already sort of has like, I mean, and here's the thing. I don't, I completely get, because there's two parts of me. Like I completely get people who have been like, I'm not doing a zoom show. Like that's not, I get it it's not the same. It's like sort of like you can get some elements of it, but it's not the same. And I totally understand that. Mm -hmm. Um, I also like understand doing it. So it's like, I do think that, and I'm not saying those people are like weeded out, but I do think people like, I'd say more established comics who feel that way is one thing, but I Uh think there's people probably who are just doing it like for whatever, like, you know, something to do as like a hobby, I think it's going to weed. Cause I think it's like anything. I think it's like, it'll like the longer you're awake, like whatever it was drawing you to it, one, it's going to look completely different whenever it starts again, it's going to be like limited space. So like the hanging out 
aspect is going to be very like weird if it all existing. Um, so I think that it's definitely, yeah, I think that you're going to have to really love it to go back to whatever it is when it starts. Like I know I'm, I'm so antsy for it to yeah. start, even if it's weird, even if there's like a few people and I'm like, Hey, I've done comedy in front of a few people. I don't give a fuck. Let's go. Even if, even if I have to bring my own antiseptic wipes to wipe off the microphone, like I don't care. I bought I mic covers. Or oh. I ordered them off Amazon. So I those mic covers I found, they're like a month away, but I found <laughs> earphone covers like for big headphones and they look like they do the same thing. So I bought those. Interesting. I think they would go over a mic. I don't know when things exactly are starting, but I'm like, let me just be prepared sure. and have these. They're like disposable because I can't really afford to buy a mic at the moment, but uh-huh. I was like, I'll do that. Yeah. I don't sure, know what the situation not? is going to be. Yeah. Yeah. I was just, we were just, talking about that last night like i i miss being on stage mm-hmm. and uh i don't know when i mean there's there are some clubs that are opening um not in california but like in arizona and it's i heard there were some but not in like they're like outside the city like i feel like there was one sort of near the bay area but not in it like not in the city like outside uh, i heard but yeah there uh, california is We've had, it, it'll be interesting to see what the numbers are like. The numbers that just keep going up. And um, after all the protests and stuff, everybody's wearing masks, but there's not a lot of social distancing. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting to see in a couple of weeks what the numbers are. I mean. Well, I think it was about to go up anyway. I mean, we were about, I mean, we're going to get a second wave. And because they're already doing it now, they're saying like, oh, the numbers are going up after protests. I'm like, there's only been protests for a week. Well, the week it was before Memorial it was Day. Memorial Day. Yeah. So that, but yeah, they're trying to spin it. And I'm like, that's not, yeah, that's not what it is. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I, I don't think it's going to help, but, but it was definitely yeah. Memorial Day. Definitely. Because you saw those jackasses out there on like, and they're not trying to do it. They're not wearing it. Like they're not taking precautions. So, cause they, they have them don't think it's real. So it's like, I was in a, I was in a very large 12 step zoom meeting the other day. And there was a guy, like, like, there's, like, open sharing, you know? And there was a guy who was, like, um, yeah, you know, I was really mean to a guy uh, at the Ralph's the other day, the, the, the big supermarket, um, mm-hmm. because he was giving me shit because I wasn't wearing a mask. And I just don't want to wear a mask. I just don't want to. I know I should, but, like, and I have – and now, if you, if you don't want to be judged – you go to like a 12 step meeting. I have never mm. seen so many death eyes look at one person <laughs> and afterwards in the chat, somebody was like, way to go killer. And, ah! uh, <laughs> I mean, people wanted this guy's head on a stick and I've heard people say some admit to doing some heinous, crazy shit in, in 12 step meetings. And like, <laughs> this guy's like, I don't want to wear a mask. And everybody's like, boo. Well, cause it's not even like, Oh, like I have a health thing where it's hard for me to breathe or right. you have like, there's to, to be like, I just don't want to. It's like, that's not a good reason. I <laughs> like, know. That's I, not a good reason. Yeah. I don't I, want I, to either. I don't like shit on my face, yeah. but you know, if it'll help, then I'll wear it. Yeah. I have a small face. So it's always like hitting me in the eyes. <laughs> like, <laughs> my big ass it. nose keeps mine up. I'm like, <laughs> great. That's just a whole complex, but we're just going to get over it. Yeah, it's, 
it's just another one of those things. And like when people are like, I don't, I don't like the way I don't like change. And I was like, people adjust, you know, after nine 11, everybody was like, things will never be the same. Everything is well, you know what people adjusted and life goes on. Yeah. Nothing's ever the same. That's like, I can't, I, you know, I've talked about this before, but I hate when people are like, it's the new normal or things aren't going to go back to normal. I'm like, things are never normal. What's normal. I'm like, we, like you said, we change, we evolve as a society. Like we're adapting to what's happening that's just going to be like, like, I hate new normal. It makes it sound like this, like human beings are very resilient. We have to be like, like just do it. And then it'll eventually go back to some semblance of it. But for now, this is what we're doing and just fucking get over it. You know, I mean, not not that serious, not to get all too 12 steppy about it, but it's just like the only constant in life is change. That's it. Mm Mm-hmm. And you, you just have to sort of roll with it. You don't have to like it, but it's going to happen whether you like it or not. So just adjust. And, and it's just a mask. It's not like you have to go outside in like a space suit. Right. Like you're not wearing like a gas mask. Like, you right. Know. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's a little bit ridiculous. So, so to, to change gears a little bit. Um, so you are originally from South Jersey. Yes. And, uh, and, and, and very Italian. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how very. I mean, I'm biologically. Is that a word? Yeah, that, yes, yeah. it is. <laughs> My, I don't have like a. There's not like a flag, an Amer- uh, Italian flag tattoo <laughs> on my body anywhere. Uh, right, right. Your mom doesn't have like framed photos of Mussolini on the wall. <laughs> yeah. That, I've, I've never, usually it's like Jesus and stuff. Right. Not my mom, but like, you know, right. there's like a lot of Virgin Mary. There's the Mary in our basement. That was here when I came. That was here when I got here. The well, you Virgin- live in South Philly. It, it comes with the house. Yeah. Oh yeah. We don't move it. Like the basement's unfinished. Uh-huh. And there is like this Virgin Mary and child picture, like someone shoved behind the pipes near the washer. And like, it's a joke. We like, don't move the Mary. Like, I don't know why it's there. Dude, it's- my, um, my friend Melissa, we used to hang out at her grandma's house all the time because she was um, deaf and also had no sense of smell. So we could be as loud as we wanted to and smoke cigarettes. And it didn't matter in her basement. So anyway, <laughs> we were there all the time is what I'm trying to say. And there was this giant uh, picture of Jesus but if you flicked a switch, the big sacred heart lit up. Oh, wow. Right. That's so, a lot. So if you turned <laughs> off the lights and turned that on, it was just a lit heart. And the heart had like the, you know, the barbed wire around it. And like, it, yeah. That's it hardcore. Was, yeah. It was, it was pretty crazy. But the reason why I ask you that is because I want to talk a little bit about uh, like Italian food. Is what, is what I was oh saying. yeah food <laughs> food theme podcast <laughs> right <laughs> so you said we we talked about meatballs a couple of weeks ago and you said mm-hmm. that your mom wasn't really digging that like she doesn't she didn't make them because she grew up eating them so much that right. she just was like i'm not making meatballs i mean she would make pasta uh-huh. and like sausage and all that but like just not that's like what she every, other ki- every other kind of meat. I mean, my mom also like really liked to cook. So she made like, not just Italian food. She made like, I mean, oh, my yeah. mom makes really, yeah. She like really like she would mess around with other recipes and, uh-huh. and stuff. So um, yeah, just for whatever reason, that just was something she was like, I grew up eating that so much, like, but I like would go to my grandma's house and get it. So like I get yeah. excited about meatballs. I never learned how to make them though. So, oh, which I'm okay sure. with. I've like, I've come to, accept it well i think meatballs is too is like something that like you can kind of like play around with 
a little bit. Yeah, because you can put different types of spices and yeah, and then there's the whole. Some people like the beef, pork, and veal, and some people just do beef. And that's the classic, people. right? Like the mixture, the veal, pork, beef. Yeah, yeah, the beef, pork, veal. Yeah, yeah. the lady across the street from me, uh, back in Philly, was very Italian, and she was very like, "This is how you make meatballs." And I was like, mm-hmm. "I don't care how you make them; they're delicious. You just keep making them and giving them to me, so yeah. I can put them into my face." Um, but when you came when you came out and stayed with me in Van Nuys, um, you made a really a really good sauce or gravy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was gravy because there was meat in it. Uh, right, I put sausage in it, right? Didn't I put sausage in it? Yes, I can't I, I remember I, now. I think you might. I think I remember you buying. <laughs> I, I remember that's right because I remember your shopping basket had like wine and sausage in it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. Hey, whatever works, man. It's all good. <laughs> But uh, it's it's hard to find really good Italian food out here. It is, it it, it is almost difficult. Like, see, well, I remember you took. Well, see, you took me to good places when we were there. Yeah, but I mean, that's interesting because I feel like I feel like most cities usually have like some of everything, even if there's not a lot of it. Yeah, I, I think I was just used to living in Philly, where like. I could get, you know, good everything within like 12 feet of my house. And, and the food out here is good. And you can find my friend Jared hooked me up with some really good pizza places, but like, I can't like straight up Italian places. Not really. It's more, um, you know, uh, Latino food, which is awesome. And sushi, which is awesome. And, Mm -hmm. and like more like Asian stuff, you know, Oh yeah, I feel like when I go to LA, it's like there. I mean, not that there's not there's good Mexican food in Philly, but I feel like when I'm in LA, it's like I don't have to work. I can just eat tacos like every yeah. two feet. Like it's great. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, there's a taco truck every every two feet, and they're all amazing. I've never heard anybody say the phrase that truck taco truck is not good. I've never <laughs> heard. Yeah, no, I've never heard that anywhere. <laughs> usually, it's like I feel like truck food is just like yeah, you can usually always trust it. Yeah, but you can't get like a really good hoagie out here, and and uh, I I I told you the story, but I want to I want to tell it again for the people at home, and I want to I want to hear your responses to this. Um, I went to an Italian deli. There's an Italian deli in Eagle Rock, which is a part of LA, which is and it was it was delightful. They had all kinds of baked goods, and you know you could buy like uh, fresh made ravioli, all that stuff, and they had mm. a they had a piece in the back where they were making sandwiches so they had a uh, Italian sandwich and I was like cool let me get the Italian sandwich and they were like great you want everything on it and I was like sure and I'm like and I actually said extra mayo because I I really like mayo mm-hmm. and um and the and the kid was just like uh-huh and I went and you know bought paid for everything else and then picked up my sandwich and I would I think yeah why wouldn't you want everything like because I would think yeah. you would put everything that goes on an Italian hoagie right or- or sandwich. sandwich. Or Maybe sandwich should have been a red flag. Italian well, I sandwich. saw the rolls that they were using and they looked like hoagie rolls. So I was like, mm-hmm. close enough, you know? Wow. Not- yeah. So you trusted it. Right. Well, so I didn't eat the sandwich that day. I ate it the next day. And, uh, cause we all know the hoagies are better the next day. Mm-hmm. And, um, I opened it up and my roommate Stuart was about four feet away from me sitting at his desk and I opened it and I was like, I'm looking at it. And I was like, son of a bitch. 
And he's like, oh my God, are you okay? I mean, I don't want to scream like I screamed, but like, he's like, oh my God, are you all right? And I was like, this has mustard on it. Ugh. And he was like, why? Well, he, he, he's like, and, and I was like, on an Italian, like, and it, I mean, yeah, no, no. And he was just like, yeah, no. that would be like a special request. Cause you have a weird thing and you like that. That should not be the standard. <laughs> exactly. And, and later on I had asked him, I was like, did, did I, do you think I might've overreacted? And no. he was like, the answer is no, you did not overreact. Cause that is not what you do. Well, his response was when you open that sandwich, you acted like instead of there was, instead of being meat in the sandwich, that there was thumbs. Like I have never. Because seen why that would you put mustard on an Italian? I keep saying hoagie because that's what. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is. But that's like, yeah, no, that's not. It's like oil and mayo. If you want, like, I like oil and mayo personally. Yeah. Um, which I know is like weird, no, but no, I like that. I could do well. I, it always has to have oil. I can do just oil. Uh huh. Um, because if it's made the right way, it really doesn't need mayo. But if I'm feeling like extra. I'm not mad if there's mayo on it. I usually don't right. ask for it, but I'm not mad about it. It just can't uh-huh. be a lot because I don't like a lot of mayo. But sure. Just a little bit. Just yeah. But mustard, like it doesn't need mustard because it's got like all these meats on it and the peppers, like it doesn't need that. Yeah. Why would you put mustard on it? I don't know. I don't know. And um, he said, to, Stuart said to me, I should, t- I should see what people say, like tell the story and see what people say. So I had told you and Latisse uh, when we were doing promo right. for your show and right. you were both like, get the fuck out of here with that. And I was like, exactly. Um, and every time I tell someone, I tell Stuart and he's like, and where are they from? And I said, Philly. And he's like, no, outside of the area, outside of you the You can't trust their area. opinion because they're wrong. Thank you. They're wrong. Thank you. Yes. You're wrong. If you think that's okay, you're wrong. I'm here to tell because <laughs> I'm sure you have, of LA listeners now and I'm here to tell you that you're wrong if you think that's okay you're wrong and I will die on that hill yeah and it sucks too because it was and, and I ate it because I'm not a waster but like sure. yeah it's like well I, I'm here now so yeah right and I ate it and it was good but it just I was eating it and I was just angry as I was eating it because it would have been so much better without the mustard and like, why did you do this why did you do this to me why yeah it now was a I'm very well made sandwich. It was a well made sandwich. Now my friend Anna's roommate, uh, she lives with uh, Brandy Posey, and mm-hmm. Brandy is from like the Maryland area somewhere in there. Right? Yeah, she's from East Coast. I I forgot that. Yeah. yeah, she's from Maryland, and she went to Drexel, so she spent years living in Philly. Right. That's I knew. I was like, I thought she was in Philly at one point, but that's right. it. I couldn't. But that was remember. before she started doing stand up. Right. So I was over there a couple days after this had happened. And I was like, because I asked Anna to ask her about it. And Anna was just like, I'm not asking her about this. You're an, you're an insane person. <laughs> I was like, okay. So I was over there and I was like, Brandy, I'm like, you know that Italian deli over there? They put mustard on my fucking Italian sandwich. What is up with that? And she was like, oh yeah, they, that's how they make it. And I was like, why? She was like, and she put her hands up. She was like, I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> She's like, I was in Philly long enough to know that that's not okay, but I can't, right. I can't explain it. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, my, my friend Anthony sent me um, a bunch of like Philly centric stickers. And then also he bought, sent me a box of jelly crimpets and butterscotch crimpets. Okay. And I don't like butterscotch crimpets cause they're too sweet. 
Um, hmm. I'm all See, about I the jelly. Still like, I used to like those. Everybody point, likes them. I'm, I'm a freak. I, I've come okay. to realize that. I don't like I, jelly. That, that's what everybody says, but I love the jelly purpose. But anyway, so I was sort of like, I gave some to Stuart. I gave some to my friend Jared because they had never had them. And then uh, Anna and Brandy stopped by because they did a, <laughs> they did a um, celebration of the 69th day of quarantine. No, that's so, fun. 69. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, I, I get it. Okay, I'm, yeah. I'm like a forever teenager in my brain. Right. So, so when they were, I knew, like, I wanted to give, give them some of this. So I threw them through the window as they were driving away. And, um, and it was like, Brandy knew what they were. And I was like, well, I should hope so. Yeah. I don't like, even eat them anymore. But I mean, no. it's like, yeah. Yeah. But, I, but she was just like amazed. And I was like, yeah, you can't live here and not know what those are. That's just like a thing. Um, but I don't know. It's, it's, it's a crazy thing, but like, as far as like Philly food goes, like, what do you, like, what, like, what do you like? What is your go-to? Like, what is your favorite? That's so hard because I feel like I, I say this a lot because I feel like when people come to Philly, mm-hmm. they all want to do the same thing. They want to eat a fucking cheesesteak. Yeah. And you know what? Like I will, def- like, I'm like anybody else. If a cheesesteak is made anywhere else, I'm like, and they're like, it's a Philly cheesesteak. I'm like, no, it's fucking not. Right. Second of all, Philly cheesesteaks are fucking gross. Um, so if you're making some like roll and a piece of steak, it's not a fucking Philly cheesesteak. Get out of here. I eat them once or twice a year when I'm really wasted and you eat the <laughs> whole thing. You eat the whole thing. You don't save any of it. It's big and you eat all of it and you're yeah. in diarrhea the next day. But it's like a greasy, like, like chops. I don't know how to, it's, it's disgusting. It's bad for your health is what I'm trying to say, but you eat it because it's disgusting, but it's, it's delicious. So good. It's delicious, disgusting because it's made in a very certain way. Um, it's not healthy. Don't try to make it healthy. Don't put it on any other kind of bread, but an amorous roll. like, just don't do it. So when people come and they're like, I want a cheesesteak to me, I'm like annoyed. Cause I'm like, there's so many too long. Didn't read. There's so many good there's so much good food in Philadelphia. Sure. Like there's very unique gastro pubs that make things that you can't get anywhere else. Like, you know, they have their own signature, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, you can get good anything. You can get, um, you know, of course, depends on where in the city you are, but you can get like authentic, like good Mexican food, Italian food. Uh, when I lived in West Philly, like years ago, I had like the best Ethiopian Indian food. Now it, I feel like there's, you're starting to see more, Indian food places definitely spread out and I've started to see more Ethiopian, cool. um, but it's like, there's, and then you can get like a regular like burger somewhere, but it'll be like good and fresh, like, and just made well. There's so many great places to eat in Philadelphia. It's almost like sometimes I go to other cities and it's like, even New York, it, it, you can get better food. <laughs> Manhattan's like Manhattan, I feel, but like, I feel like when I've gone out to like, Queens or Brooklyn um, or Harlem, like there's, that's where you can get like normal good food, sure, like sure. like people eat, not like commercial. But yeah. I get disappointed when I go to other cities and there's not like, not to sound like corny, but like like little mom and pop places that you yeah. could, or even like just a one person owns the restaurant and that's yeah, they that's make it. their own thing like that. To me, I'm like, let me take you. What kind of food do you like? You can get halal. You can get 
um, Mediterranean, I didn't feel like that is a difference, right? I feel yeah. like I'm, yeah, 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 there's, yeah. Good, there's good Asian food. There's, there's anything you could want in Philadelphia. There's so many good, and I'm sure there's something you can't get, but you can get all those food and it's made well. Mm-hmm. So my go-to it's, it's so hard. Like, I mean, I tend to favor, I tend to favor if I'm eating out either Mexican, Italian, or Indian. Okay. And I do halal when I want to be, I'm like, I'm being healthy. Um, <laughs> you know, cause you get like good salad and hummus, but then of course I always get like the meats cause the meats are meats delicious. Are so good. Yeah. So good. Um, lamb. I'm a big fan of lamb. I, I feel eth- ethically, I'm sure I, I feel a little, a little conflicted about it at times, but it's so delicious. Uh-huh. So. Well, have you been to Zahav? Zahav, wait, that's the one in Old City? Mm-hmm. That you need like a million years reservation for? Yeah. We just went there in January for Ashley's birthday. You've met Ashley before, right? Oh, your friend Ashley, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. We went there for her birthday and it was amazing. You know what was voted? Like, uh, I think it's Zagat's number one restaurant in the country. It, yeah, it's, yeah. it's phenomenal. Like, I've never had anything like that before. Everything was and I love um, trying different stuff too. So even if it's something I've like never really tried before, uh-huh. like I'll, I'll try cause it's, it's like small plate style. Uh-huh. Um, so you can try a bunch of different, everything I ate, everything I ate was fantastic. It was so good. That's awesome. Yeah. I never got to go there. I've been to a bunch of the Salomon. I was like, well, you know, the fed, you know, federal donuts and Dizengoff and like all the other places that he owns. But like, I never got to go to Zahav before I left town. So. I mean, hopefully you can, hopefully mm-hmm. Um, at some point maybe yeah at some point it's i'd say it's definitely worth it like whenever mm-hmm. again i keep saying whenever things are normal uh I, whatever the new normal is, but no it's definitely <laughs> worth it it's it i'd say it's worth um because you are such a like expert <laughs> like well i mean you you I, appreciate, I like to put food in my mouth <laughs> but you also but you appreciate it and you know enough because you do try things and you know enough about yeah food that you you would definitely appreciate it it's you know my my problem is that i don't really like lamb i mean i mean everybody's got their thing yeah i I feel like there's a lot of vegetarian stuff at this place interesting but there's definitely meat like like, steak and stuff i want like i i want to like it i want to like lamb but every time i try it it's got that weird taste that i can't Cause I didn't grow up eating lamb. We never ate lamb. Like that was not a thing. My mom didn't make it. We didn't order it. Like it, you know, we had ham on Easter. We didn't have lamb, you know? Oh yeah. My I, mom makes an Easter lamb with uh, pesto like really? on it. Oh my God. I missed it this year. I was so sad because you know, social distancing. Um, <laughs> yeah. What's your favorite holiday foods? Oh, I'm going to do tour. I, I deterred. You can go to your not liking lamb. Sorry. That's it. That's I all it is. I, just, I, just, that's it. I, guess, I guess, is it gamey? Is that why? I feel like gamey is a different thing. But yeah, I think that's, that's what, that's when I describe the taste, that's what people say it is. It's gamey and like, it's just weird. It's a weird taste that I can't quite wrap my brain around. Maybe if I ate it more often, maybe I, I, I really don't know. If you don't like, I get, it's weird. Like I get why people don't like gamey meat, but I just do. I feel like there's mm-hmm. weird, there, I feel like there's tastes that a lot of people don't like Yeah. that I've always liked. Like I've always liked radishes, even when I was a kid. Oh, I love radishes. Love, love Who doesn't radishes. like radishes? 
Lots of people. People really? hate radishes. Yeah, because they're weird. They got that weird taste. I like it. I like a, I like that pungent, like the gamey taste. Like I like deer meat the, the few times I've had it. I like goat. Um, I like, yeah, like lamb. I think I've had, I'm pretty sure I've had rabbit before. And I think rabbit's gamey too. Um, huh. I like gamey meat. So I don't know, whatever that taste is, I enjoy it. Well, you know what I can't eat is uh, goat cheese. Oh, if I, I love, yeah, I like goat cheese a lot. You, you know how some people can't eat cilantro because it tastes like soap? Mm-hmm. When I eat goat cheese, for like a minute it's fine, and then I get this weird t- aftertaste. And the only way that I could describe it is, sta- is did you have you ever been driving behind a trash truck in the sun and you just – or Sansom Street in the summertime? That's like, what it, the aftertaste is like? Like hot garbage. Yeah, I don't know. That does – that. I mean, like, I get this. I like cilantro, and I understand the soap reference, but it doesn't taste like actual soap to me. But I get why people say yeah. that. I don't know about the garbage and goat. I don't get that with goat cheese. I don't. I, yeah, I, I. And people are like, "Well, try a different kind." So every once in a while, I'll try a different kind. And um, I, on Christmas for Christmas Eve, I went. Uh, my friend Jared, like, I was stuck in LA, so my friend Jared invited me to go to his mom's. Uh, she has like a big gathering in this, um, she lives in a mobile home park. So it's like the, the multi-purpose room of, the, of her place. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the whole big family comes and everybody brings something and it's really nice. And I was talking to one of Jared's cousins and he had made this really nice vegetarian lasagna. And, mm-hmm. you know, I cut myself a piece, you know, when I had a bunch of other stuff on my plate and he's sitting across from me and Jared's next to me on my left. And I take a big bite of this vegetarian lasagna and i'm like oh this is really good oh i'm like what kind of cheese did you put in here i'm wondering and he was like oh i don't like ricotta so i use goat cheese and jared started laughing so hard he started choking on his food because he knew that i hate it but like i didn't want to be weird to put in lasagna like yeah like it it was it was it, it was a white lasagna you know uh with like a bechamel instead of like the i've had vegetable lasagna yeah. before like yeah, i yeah think it's good but I just that's a weird it was it was it was, like it was weird thing. and I didn't want to be rude and my mom always taught me to finish whatever's on your plate you know you don't have to get more but you have to eat what's there so I'm just like yeah just like, I feel like that's like a that's like a great that's great depression stuff I always say that's like a cultural <laughs> well, I'm the same way I don't like the waste either yeah yeah I didn't want to waste it and you know and I was just then he just just he was terrible like, like oh goat cheese like great <laughs> so good and jared's like shaking laughing next to me so (laughs) but yeah i don't i mean i i i I would say seven fish because you asked that before oh you do seven fishes i love seafood my mom does that but on christmas eve and i love seafood i love all like fish shellfish Uh uh-huh almost every kind i think yeah, I, the only thing I can't eat is um, I can't eat raw oysters. They just okay. look too much like loogies to me. I just can't do it. I get it. It's the texture's weird, but I like them. So I, it it over, it overpowers how weird they feel in my mouth. Although I did have over over Christmas, uh, Anna's from San Luis Obispo, and they're known for um, uh, barbecued oysters. Hmm. Like smoked barbecued oysters. First of all, the oysters are like like the size of a shoe. They're huge, wow. and 
they just put them, they just put them on the grill and they smoke them. And then when you get them, they're swimming in like butter and, and garlic. That delicious. Yeah. And, and they're, they're so good. And I didn't think I would like them because again, I don't really, really like the whole raw oyster thing, but they're, so they're like kind of half cooked, almost completely cooked, but not really. And uh, even the ones that like weren't cooked as much as maybe they should have. And they were like sort of like little exploding saltwater balloons in my mouth. I still mm. it's like, these are fantastic. Like That sounds really good. I kind of want that right now. That you just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exploding, exploding and all. Yeah, they were so good. I, I like, I can't wait to go back and, and get them. The food up there is ridiculous. Where's that? It's like, it's the central coast of California. Okay. And, um, the food is so good. Uh, they have this, uh, uh, Santa Maria barbecue style and they, they do like tri-tip sandwiches and it's like butter. Like mm-hmm. it's like butter. It's so good. I um, love butter. Uh, tell me about it. I think butter is like the uh, national food of Philadelphia. I think. Is it? I don't I know about butter. So. I don't know. They'd probably, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's like butter. You're not going to make anything worse with butter. That's right. That's right. My, we used to joke around with my bachi when I was a kid because she loved butter so much when she would butter bread. Like, it wasn't, it wasn't done until you couldn't see the bread anymore. That was like my pop-up. He used to love butter. It's good stuff. I think it is very good. It is good stuff. Oh. Um, so you grew up in Jersey. Now, yeah. South Jersey and Philly, for, people, for the people at home, is like you just throw a rock. You know, from yeah, it's like 20 area. minutes over the bridge yeah. in Philly. So I grew up like going to Philly. I just didn't live there until I was an adult. Right. But like the f- oh. food and food wise, it's kind of the same, except yeah. like, I guess, except for Panzerati's. Um, yeah, that is like a weirdly South Jersey thing. And I never got into, I mean, I you would get it when you got pizza. Like sometimes you would get that or like a Stromboli. Um, which you can get anywhere, but, uh, yeah, that is, I didn't know that was like a South Jersey thing until I moved to Philly and I was like, oh, I didn't get into them. So I don't really care, but I was like, oh, there's not Panzerati's here. Isn't that like a universal thing? Yeah. It's very bizarre. It's so weird what becomes local and you just sort of take for granted. Mm -hmm. I mean, tasty cakes. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, I didn't eat all that many tasty cakes when I was living in Philly because like, you know, I'm fat enough and I just, you know, I didn't. Well, and they're there. So you're just like, well, they'll, they'll be there. Right. Yeah, exactly. And then like, I knew that they weren't all the way out here, but like, weirdly you can get like bags of like the little powdered donuts and. Oh, okay. And somebody sent me a picture of something else that they were selling, but you can't, you, you can't get the pies. And I live for the pies. But pies. Alyssa Alduki came to stay with me for a couple of days when I was in Van Nuys. And she was like, is there anything you'd like me to bring you? And I was like, can you bring me just a, like a couple pies? Because they're usually like two for a buck or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, she brought me 10 pies. Nice. <laughs> and man, I made them last. Because did you know that you can freeze them? They're freezable. Sure. I mean, I would imagine that there's enough preservatives that you probably don't even have to. But, yeah, you might want to make them last longer. Yeah, oh, totally. I wasn't going to eat 10 pies, you know, in, like, a week. I mean, I could, but I want to live. So Yeah, you might, like, get, get sick, but, I mean, hey. Yeah. <laughs> you got to live, baby. You got to live. So, um, 
so yeah so i mean it, it, like i know you said you know you're not much you don't like to cook all that much but is there anything that you do like to cook um well so actually that's i do like to cook i just stopped cooking a lot when i started comedy because i didn't have time uh-huh. uh you know and i'd say pandemic i got busy in the pandemic sort of like even even being home it's like my life took on as another form of busy so that's really the only reason why I don't cook as much, but I do, I like to cook. I don't like to bake. Um, cause it's too exact. If you fuck up one thing, you just fuck it up. Totally. But with cooking, you can not saying I haven't, and this is sad. Um, not saying I haven't fucked up something enough that I had to throw it away, which I'm always like mad at myself the, sure. the times that that's happened. But I feel like with cooking, you can kind of, um, you can fix it, you know, like, like almost everything is fixable sure where you can experiment and it's like see what it tastes like mm -hmm. um i don't know i used to like just trying new recipes like i would just look up recipes and try stuff um of course you know i i feel like by the time i was like like at my age i feel like i tried to eat you know if i'm cooking i try to eat healthy i try to eat red meat like i try to avoid avoid pork and beef so I mean like chicken or fish. So a lot of times I just like do something basic like salmon, asparagus. Like I have like basic adult meals. If I, I only really like cooking when I'm cooking for other people and huh. I don't do it that because that's fun. Cause you're like, you know, other people are going to eat it and enjoy it. So yeah. I think I, I, I used to make like making like Italian, like stuff my mom would like, like a uh, fettuccine Alfredo. Like I mm. use her recipe and it's very, it's like, I don't, I've had other good Alfredo, but none is as good as yeah. her recipe to me. Yeah. I'll make, next time, next time I come there, I'll make it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's Very awesome. heavy in dairy, though. You got to make sure you take Pepto if that's a thing. <laughs> so what do you, like, what do you think is your mom's, like, your mom's, like, best thing that she makes? That's really hard. She's a really good cook. Um, I can't. Well, like, or your favorite thing, like when she's just like, oh, I'm making this, and you're just immediately start drooling. It's so hard. She really is a good, like, and I haven't been, it's like, I probably haven't had her, uh, like, I mean, it's like other than like holidays, like, so I feel like the only cooking I still have is like the holiday stuff. So like, the, again, like the lamb, the, the lamb with pesto, her, her pesto is like, fucking amazing she learned how to make it in italy when she oh. was there like years ago so she, it's so she'll like freeze it and have it like all year round it's it's the best i've ever had like wow. it's it's so delicious um like she uses like fresh basil and i'm like touching my like other people can't see me but i'm like touching my hair thinking about it um, <laughs> it's really good um but she just makes she makes like really good soups i remember she would just make like soup she just puts all this stuff in it. I remember whenever she would give me recipes, like when I moved out, I would be like, okay, and then how much of this do you put in? She'd be like, well, you know, you could do like this much to that much butter, maybe like a cup to the, and it was always like this variation of, and I had like a Word document, and I'm just like typing what she says. <laughs> it's like not really exact. It's like about this, and it would always end with like, and you could put a little bit of wine in it, like a little bit of wine. Like even like I was like getting her soup recipe once. It's just like, and you could put like a little white wine in it. And I'm just like, okay, like, yeah, like, why, sure, why not? Like, it's <laughs> that was trying to get, trying to get recipes for my bocce. And I'm like, well, bocce, how do you make this? And she would be like, 
But, you know, you just take a little bit of this, a little bit of that. You're like a, a little pinch. You can do a little more if you want. And That's what they do because they've been doing it so long. They're like, well, sometimes you could do this. but Because so, I guess sometimes, like, I think maybe it depends on, like, the pot they're using. I don't know. Like, I just. Well, I think it's to taste, you know. Yeah. And, and you know, my bachi, she would, like, not eat a whole lot at dinner. And I remember asking her once, I was like, how come you're not eating a lot? She's like, I'm eating the whole time I'm cooking because you're constantly tasting. Mm. And I find myself doing the same thing where, you know, because you really do have to taste. And yep. you, and because if you don't, you're, it, it all comes down to salt. Everything comes down to salt. And, uh, you know, if you're undersalted, you can't taste the food. Like, what's the point? <laughs> Yeah, and everybody's different. Like, yeah, that's true. It, and you want to make sure it tastes, especially if you're cooking for other people, you yeah. want to make sure it tastes the right way. And right. sometimes it is like a matter of like, oh, you know what? It kind of needs more of this. Or like if you're making something spicy, it's like, oh, the kick isn't yeah. there. So right, for, I do get it. At Christmas, my bachi used to make a red beet soup, uh, bosh. It's a, you know, Polish thing. I've, I've had it. Okay. Yes. It's like good. It? I don't like it's the cold one, right? Uh, well they or you no. can have it cold, but they, they have it hot. You can huh. go either way. Okay. Uh, so my bachi made it for years and years and then she just couldn't do it anymore. So my mom started making it. And every year, you know, she'd put it, you know, she she put it out for everybody and and she'd wait to see what my bachi had to say. And every year it would be like, oh, you know, chick, it needs a little, a little bit of this, a little bit of that, a little more vinegar, a little less, a little whatever, you know. And I remember the one year my mom put it in front of my bachi and she tasted it and she's like, you know what, chick? You got it. You did it. Like, and man, I never see my mom so happy. She was just like, yeah. <laughs> That's a big deal. Yeah, it's like family recipe. You know, yeah, especially – especially because my bachi, like no, nobody ever made anything as good as she did. So, you know, like she would go out to dinner and then she would come home and be like, my chicken was better. Or like, I made that soup better. And the only time I ever, ever remember her really getting excited about something that she had uh, out was uh, her and my grandpa used to take rides down to Virginia and they'd stay a couple days, you know, just to get away. And they stopped at some restaurant on the side of the road somewhere and she ordered their chicken, some kind of chicken soup, chicken orzo soup or some shit. Mm -hmm. And she's like, it was so good. I had to ask the guy for the recipe and he gave it to me. And wow. I made it and it was really good. <laughs> yeah, because I would think like they might not give it. That's, but that's funny. And I, <laughs> and I made it. <laughs> yeah, she was like, I made it and it was really good. And you know, usually those places on the side of the road, they're not making their own soup. So I was expecting her to say the guy said it came out of a can. And because a lot of places, that's what they do. You know, they'll say it's homemade, mm -hmm. but it's not. And you can tell, but, or at least I can tell anyway. Um, so it always just makes me laugh. But, you know, it always made me laugh when she, when she told that, when she told that story. Um, I didn't get that recipe though. I remember, and I never learned how to make this, but uh, I, like, we always joke because people call it Italian wedding, but like, we don't say that. Um, like my great grandma would make, uh, I'll say the way you're supposed, the, the proper pronunciation, escarole and meatballs. Oh yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. But like when you get Italian wedding, it's like, I don't know what it is. If they put any <laughs> green in there, it looks like it's spinach or something. And I'm like, yeah. that's not. I think that's, I that's think that's what some people do put in that is spinach. 
and that's not right. Yeah, well, yeah, it would be like it would be escrow because it would be like he, like heavier. It would just be di- like I don't know how to describe it, and but of course I didn't know how to spell escrow until I was an adult and I was shopping, and I was like, <laughs> "What's that?" Because the way my family said it was scud- I thought it was like scuttle, oh, like yeah. uh-huh. like scuttle and meatballs. So and they're like the little meatballs, the little so it is, ones. Yeah, we that like when. The first time I heard Italian wedding soup, and I'm like, what the fuck is that? Like, um, <laughs> like I'll eat it. It's fine, but it's not the same. So, you know, Stogie Joe's, right? In yeah, South Philly. Yeah. Um, like, it's like a small um, Italian restaurant. And Their I pizza's remember, real good. Yeah, they're every, yeah every, they're, everything is really good. But I've never eaten there. And I think when I first moved to where I am, it's, like, right by me. So I went there with my friend, and I got, like, I saw, like, I just wanted, like, a soup. And they had... Um, I forget what they called it, but it was like that, it was that kind of soup. And when I had it, it was made the right way. And it was like, I'm telling you when I took that first, like, like spoonful of it, it tasted like my childhood. I was like, Oh "Oh my God, this is made the right way. This is how you're supposed to make it. It was so like, Oh, that's good. My, my dad's mom used to make German potato salad. You ever had it? Um, I feel like I, it sounds like I've probably had it from like the store. So I right. didn't really have it. Well, it was, yeah. it, it's, it, it's just like a, it's a potato salad with like vinegar in it, as opposed to like being heavy mm-hmm. with mayonnaise it has bacon and a few other things in it. I have had that. Yeah. yeah. It's real good. I like and, that. I like vinegar. And like my grandma died kind of suddenly. So like, um, nobody got the recipe and, um, when I would go out to dinner with my dad, occasionally you would see it as a side, you know, on the menu. So we would both laugh and be like, let's get it. Let's see. Let's see if it's, you know, and it was always like, no, like, this is not good. This is not the same. We went to some little hole in the wall place up in the Northeast one time and they, they had it on the menu and that was as close. We were, we both agreed that it was close, but it was like missing something. And my mom, Polish, huh? Sorry, I mean, there. I was asking if there's a lot of Polish up there, like where, like in the Northeast. Um, a lot of Polish people live um in Port Richmond, and then okay. um, Northeast Philly, like way up there, is very Jewish. So there's a lot of like okay. there'd be like a lot of Russian Jews up there. Um, some Poles, mostly Ru- mostly Russians. I was just curious if yeah. you would expect to maybe have it closer but go ahead sorry I, I mean yeah, I don't know you know it, if you're gonna put it on the menu you know oh yeah do it right sure yeah yeah I agree well, well I don't even know if they were doing it right I just know they didn't make it like my grandma you know mm-hmm. and um you know so my mom tried to make it a couple times because she had had it for years and years and it was it was pretty close but to be honest with you now I don't even really remember how it it tasted I, I just know that like if I did taste it it would be it would be that sense memory of you know the Madeline you know, like mm-hmm. takes you right back to it. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a weird thing, but I feel that way about pierogies and you know, my background with that, like mm-hmm. I have friends who like, if they're on the menu, they're like, Oh, you should order them. And I'm like, no, because they're just yeah. going to make me angry. Yeah. You know, like uh, Memphis tap in, in Fishtown is a great, is a great bar. Their food's real good, but they have this, they make, they have this whole Port Richmond plate. And it's got, uh, it's got, you know, a little bit of kielbasa, a little bit of kielbasa, 
little, little kibasi, little sauerkraut, and then pierogies that they make. And I didn't want to order it, but I had been there with some people and there was a pierogi that was left. And I was like, Hey, let me just, you're going to eat, if you're not going to eat that, let me try it. And I tried it. And like, there was no butter, no salt, no pepper, no onion. It was just like potato, like with no seasoning in it. And they were on the fucking food network. And I was just like, this is, and it was at that, it was at that point. I was just like, I can't eat these anymore. Like, I just can't. Like, I just, it, my blood pressure just can't take it. So, I understand. I can respect that. It, 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 yeah, it's just, and it makes me sad because I do like eating them and I don't like making them really. So, it's just something that I just, you know, I'll make like cabbage rolls, like, you know, gawumki. I'll make that, but like. Ooh, I don't think I've had that before. Oh, yeah. It's like, uh, it's like a, a rice and meat, you know, Ooh. and then uh, wrapped in cabbage leaves and then. You put them in a pot, you stack them up in a pot, and you peel a couple potatoes, throw those in there too, and then you fill up the pot with a, to like a tomato soup, so you, so you can make like a tomato soup gravy, and you just let it bubble for like... That sounds good. It's real good. And they're honestly, the hardest part about the whole thing is you have to like core the cabbage and then like throw it in a pot of boiling water and then the leaves start coming off. So like mm-hmm. the leaves are super hot and then you're like kind of like cutting out the... The, the the stemmy part at the bottom and then rolling them up but once once you have them all rolled like that's like yeah yeah so i've never made cabbage but i do like to eat it so yeah well it's, um fri- i mean fried sauerkraut um for uh i don't even remember why i made it but i made it for me and Anna and Stu at one point and it's really easy to make, you know, it's just like, you just like cook down some butter and onion and then like you get like a jar or a couple of, you can't really get big bags of sauerkraut out here. Like you can in Philly hmm. now, like you can get like the Kisslings in the refrigerated ones. They don't sell that here. So you have to get like the claws and jarred shit. I've never, I've never tried to buy it, but yeah. it's one of those things I would take for granted that I would think would just be there. Cause I think what? the only time I really have sauerkraut is like, like I know on New Year's Day, some people have like the pork, pork and, and sauerkraut, sauerkraut, which is delicious. But I just never made. I think that was something I never grew up eating. Right. But I I like it, but I've just never made it. But I made pork and sauerkraut uh, for New Year's this year, and and it was like, uh, this is Polish carnitas, and I was yeah. like, like yeah, I, I guess. Got- I feel like there is really versions of everything in every culture. Like, Absolutely. Yeah, it's like you just use this instead of that, or you cut it this way instead of that way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, everybody has a dumpling, and everybody has, like, a certain soup, and then a cold soup, and then some kind of, like, sandwich that everybody loves. And now I'm, like, really hungry, so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I ate before um, I had left, so, so I ordered from uh, Warm Daddy's last night. Ooh. Um, so, uh, I got, uh, the Cajun catfish, uh, string bean, and I don't even like, I, I'm weird with like, uh, sweet potatoes, but they're mashed sweet. Everything, everything there is delicious, but the cornbread, I thought about it when you were talking about butter, cause the cornbread is phenomenal. It really? is. So, and it comes in this, like, it's like a big circle. Like it's a big, you could cut it like a cake basically. Oh, wow. It's so delicious because um, I realized when I was thinking about because I ate leftovers for breakfast and uh-huh. um, I was like, I didn't even mention soul food. Um, so you can get, yeah, so much. Oh, man. Did you oh, ever yeah. get uh, barbecue in Philly from Sweet Lucy's? 
I have, yeah, I feel like I have been there before, like a few years ago. Yeah, it's up in the Northeast. They actually catered Alex Perlman's wedding. Okay. And their ribs, their barbecue is ridiculous. It's so good. It's so, so good. Um, We actually had ribs last night. Um, Stu was like, there's a black-owned barbecue place, like, in North Hollywood, which is super close to where we live. He's like, I'll buy dinner. And I was like, well, you, you had me at barbecue. So, yeah. Um, so we had uh, short ribs and then uh, regular ribs and they, I'm not a big like candied yam lover, but Mm -hmm. they had them and they were just, and like the garlic mashed potatoes were like really good because they weren't like super heavy garlic. It was like, Mm -hmm. just, it's like you're eating them and you're like, what is that? Oh, you know, like that kind of garlic, not like Me, a you can never have too much garlic. I'm <laughs> well, and then so Warm Daddy's had because uh, I got sides, not realizing the sides came with my thing, so I had a lot of sides. So they have garlic, <laughs> they have garlic string beans that are Ooh, amazing. That sounds um, awesome. Yeah, and then turkey collards and the mac and cheese. So I've had all that. So I am Ooh. just yeah, feeling feeling real good. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the only thing we had left over from that was uh, we have one little thing of barbecue sauce left. Ah, yeah. <laughs> like, the two of us just, like, kind of, like, sat around the, the uh, coffee table just, like, stuffing ribs in our face just because I love ribs and he loves ribs and we we're just like, ah. I haven't had ribs in a minute. Ah, I fucking love ribs. ribs. are so good. I, yeah. So good. Um, and I haven't really had, eh, too much barbecue out here, so... I'm, I'm all about hmm. it. I wonder yeah. why. No, you know why? Because barbecue is kind of expensive. Mm-hmm. You know? To make, to produce, I guess, or no, to I buy. Know. Well, I know, but like, you have what? Isn't a lot of stuff like, expensive? I don't I know. Mean, it is. I don't it know is. what I'm talking about. Don't. No, it it is. I mean, but you know, if I if I can get you know a taco for like two bucks. Sure. Yeah. Cause no. there's more of it, but I would still, even like Italian food, depending on what you get could also be expensive. That's true. And it's like LA and I just feel like everything's expensive there, but that's true. I, did I tell you about the chicken parm that I had? Um, I, I did some shows in Fresno, which is like past the central coast. So it's like a little, it's, it's, it's way up there in, mm-hmm. in California. Uh, in fact, uh, the, the actual shows were in a, in a town called Clovis, which is right next to Fresno. And, um, and they have this cute little strip of shit. And the sign said, uh, Clovis gateway to the Sierras. Like that's mm-hmm. how far okay. up we were. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, my friend Dave runs these shows at this Italian place called, uh, De Chico's. It's like a, mm-hmm. there's like a whole bunch of them up there and you know, you get, and they actually feed you. So, Always like, a plus. Yeah. Nice. So I was looking, 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 looking. And of course I'm like, I'm going to get the chicken parm. I haven't had chicken parm as long as I've lived out here. They, they like, hopefully they don't fuck it up. And they, not only did they not fuck it up, but I feel like it was like the best chicken parm I've had in years. It was like super thick. It took up almost the whole plate. Mm-hmm. And like, they were not skimpy on the cheese. They were not skimpy on the sauce. Like the breading was just right. Like everything about it was just beautiful. And nobody was talking to me while I was eating. Like they were all the rest of the comics were just sort of floating around and doing whatever. And I was just like stuffing it into my face and like, 
it's, it was beautiful. It was a beautiful chicken parm and it made me so happy. <laughs> I never was a big chicken parm, per- but like, yeah, if I have a good, I mean, ordering a lot because it's deli near me, they just have it like pre-made because, uh, oh. you know, like they make it, but you can yeah. just buy it. Yeah. And it's so, yeah, because it's like, it has to be done right. Because like when it's fucked up, it's like, I don't even like, you know, like I don't like breast meat. I prefer dark meat anyway. So like then uh-huh. it's like, make me feel like I'm not eating chicken breast. Okay. And if it's done the right way, it's like juicy. It's not dry. And like the bread, yeah, it all, and this chicken parm is perfect. It's oh, like, beautiful. yeah, the sauce is perfect. Yeah. So I, I get it. You know, who's got a good chicken parm? Penrose, the Penrose uh, diner. That's unsurprising. Yeah. yeah. If you're a diner in like New Jersey or Philadelphia and you have chicken parm, you shouldn't be fucking it up. Yeah. I want to wrap this up in a few minutes, but I do want to talk yeah. a little bit about diner food. Ooh. Okay. Yeah, because you're from Jersey, land of the diners. Yep. And Philly is is still land of diners. And um, so uh, I I enjoy like breakfast diner food. And I I enjoy all diner food. And diner food out here doesn't kind of really exist. They have there's more it's more coffee mm. shops. Um, yeah. With and, and it's kind of a diner, but not really. But no, because a diner is only a diner if it's open twenty four hours. Yeah. And you have to be able to get breakfast during that whole 24 hours. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And you, you like, you know that you are from that area, like from our area. If like you have stories about being fucked up and then, and then the story ends with, and then we went to the diner. (laughs) Yeah. That's, that's what you do. That's where you go. Right. Right. So what's your go-to diner food? Oh, that's hard. So it depends. Um, I'd say it's usually, bre- I'd, I'd prefer to get, I'll, I have to do one like breakfast, lunch, dinner. So, okay. but I could eat them at any point. So, okay. cause like, like you can get an omelet at like three in the morning, if, you know, and I have done this. So I like to get, um, I usually like to get an omelet, um, either an omelet or two eggs over easy with rye toast. And then, uh, my God, home fries, side of bacon. Um, and you know what I like to get? I like to get grits because I didn't grow up eating grits. And I was introduced to grits when I was uh, in my early 20s. And because I didn't have it all the time, I, lo- I like always get it because I don't make it. Uh-huh. Um, so that's like my favorite breakfast, just like a real basic breakfast. Um, coffee, of course, always coffee. Uh, if I'm going to get a sandwich, I usually will do either grilled cheese with bacon, but I love, I love, I love a tuna melt. (laughs) I fucking love a tuna melt. It's so, it's like so good. Um, or if I'm like wasted and it's like really late bacon cheeseburger, just just like balls out, like just like a good, like a good sandwich. I don't like, I like club sandwiches, but they're too big to put in my mouth. Like I just, I don't understand (laughs) how you're supposed to eat them. (laughs) I get them once in a while because it looks good. And I'm like, why did I get this? I can't eat it. Um, I used to go to the, uh, the Brooklyn. Did you ever go to the Brooklyn diner? Uh, probably. I used to hang out around that area a lot. So I think I've been to like every diner in South Jersey. But probably. I mean, you know, if, if, yeah, if you're from there. So oh, I, used Lake, to go- I went to a lot. Uh, <laughs> I used, like to go, used to go to the Brooklyn diner with my friend Mark and I would get um, uh, cheeseburger club. Okay. And I don't know how that didn't kill me. Like, I don't, I mean, all diner food and like fries. Oh, always fries with a side of honey mustard sauce. Ooh, That's like go. my favorite. Yeah. There you go. 
but I also love a chicken parm. Like if I'm, if I'm going to a diner for dinner, like, yeah. Cause uh, my growing up, my diner was uh, the Armingo diner, which uh, RIP is not there anymore. It is now an urgent care. Um, mm. But it was known for their awesome breakfast food. It was known for their chicken parm and it was known for their, they used to make cheesecakes and people would come from all across the city to get their cheesecakes. So I miss that. That's like Melrose. Uh, Cause like when my mom would visit me a lot of time here, we would go to Melrose and she, cause that's been there forever. Mm-hmm. She would, they have a dessert that she would order to take home sometimes. Like it's been there forever. It's some kind of, Oh, what is it now? But it has this like sauce. It's like a white, I can't, I have to ask her now cause I I'm drawing a blank, but it's some kind of like, um, I can't remember now if it's a cake. I'm like totally having a brain fart, but every time we would go, she would get it. It's like, some awesome. kind of. I think they sell the sauce separately when you get it to go. Oh wow. So you put it on, it's something like that. I'm not a big dessert person. So mm-hmm. like sweet stuff, I have to have in moderation, but um, I do like a good cheesecake. I am a, I am a fan of that. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a fan of cheesecake and pies. I like pies. I never like, I was really never got into pie. Yeah. I don't like fruit when it's not in its natural form. It weirds me out. Oh yeah. I remember that from when we went to the omelet place. Yeah. I don't like like apple pie, cherry pie. There's weird exceptions. Mm-hmm. Like I like yogurt with a little bit like strawberries only. I can have like mm-hmm. frozen strawberry parts. Um, and I like strawberry shortcake, but that's different because it's still real strawberry. So I can deal with the weird gelatinous stuff because it has real strawberry in it uh-huh. but yeah, no. that, it's just cool. weird exceptions but that's if it yeah. makes you feel any better Stuart's the same way he won't like he'll he we have all kinds of fruit in the house but he won't eat like jam yeah jam. yeah it's weird it I don't I just don't like the way it feels in my mouth <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no comment. Um. Yeah, yeah, I know what I said. That's, that's exactly what I mean. I, I don't like it. <laughs> well, that's fair. That's fair. I would really get into your whole issue with New York pizza. Oh, God. You want me to send you the pictures after this? I gotta you want to you, you talk a little bit about that before we wrap this up? Um, yeah. Uh, so I don't really understand what the deal is with toppings uh, on pizza in New York, but they can't do it for whatever reason. Uh, I think I actually had pizza. Where was it? Hannah Harkness took me to a place uh, in Brooklyn that made pizza correctly. So there it is somewhere. But for whatever reason, the places I went just the first time it happened was it was so weird. Like I was by, I, I went to like one of those little slice pe- I mean, I just get plain slices now. Like that's <laughs> fine. I can deal with that. But I asked for sausage cause I do, I like sausage on pizza, but sure. they gave me, not only did they just throw, it's like they throw it on top of the pizza, like an afterthought. Like it's like somebody just put it on there, but it was like these long slabs of sausage. Like they cut it long ways and then put it on the pizza and on top of it just was like on top, like it wasn't baked in. So like, if you go to bite it, it like falls off. It's like, what the fuck? So that happened like maybe like 2016. And then I went with Nicole uh, to this pizza place and I got sausage and it was like cut. Okay. But again, it's just like they throw it's like, they just put the toppings on top of it and it's not baked. It's not cooked with the pizza and I'm like I'm gonna bite this and it's all gonna fall there's no point there's no point to toppings it's weird I don't understand why it's so difficult 
It was like you had the worst pizza luck in New York. It was. I'm like, why? Like, why? <laughs> I don't. Why? I'm like, who have I wronged in this city that this keeps happening to me? I like, get like pictures. Trolling me, like <laughs> the best is the text message. You just send me a picture. Look, what the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> I posted I'm like why do you do this to pizza like I've never seen like a war any crime. other place ever <laughs> in my life I'm like this is really and I've had like like mediocre pizza but like that is just fucking weird like it, just don't do topping just don't do it yeah seriously if you're gonna put it on the menu then you have to honor it if you don't want to do it don't put it on the menu yeah just don't have it that's fine if they're like we don't do that I'd be like okay yeah Ugh. All right, Rach, so where can, right. we, like, what, what are you doing with yourself, like, with uh, comedy? Where can people find you? What do you got going um, on? Best thing to do is, uh, I, I'm a, I took a little hiatus because of, like, you know, civil unrest and everything for the mm-hmm. Zoom show I've been doing. But, like, so to, to find updates on that, uh, definitely go to my website, www.rachelfogletto.com. Also, you can follow me on social media, Twitter, Instagram, at Rachel Fogletto, R-A-C-H-E-L-F-O-G-L-E-T-T-O. And then I'm on Facebook. So you can, any of those things. And, and if you go to my website, please go and you'll get a little pop-up to sign up for my mailing list. Uh, please do that. Yeah. And uh, don't you have a podcast? Yes, uh, two. So I co-host uh, the Leak podcast with Kat Mosley, and I also uh, co-host Hot Mistakes uh, with Ashley Weiler. So it's a newer one since around December. Uh, those have been more, both of those have been more sporadic in pandemic times, but we're still doing stuff. So, so yeah, definitely follow those two. They're on all the um, Instagram, uh, Twitter, Facebook. Uh, probably the Instagram is most active for Hot Mistakes and... Um, the leak also instagram and uh twitter yeah okay yeah awesome <laughs> cool and that covers Thank everything you. right yeah, yeah i'm like yeah and what, what facebook is facebook is weird i hate facebook pages they're not nobody ever lo- it's hard yeah, to nobody get. looks at them it's a pain in the ass are you are you still doing your weekly show i guess um, you took a break right yeah. i didn't do it this week uh so i'd say just to to catch updates on that uh follow me on social media because i'll be updating about this week soon so just follow me um yeah follow me for for that cool and you're doing sundays at fergie's right um i'm not sure it's an, when is this when is this um uh is this probably i mean i i do it i do it when i do it when i get asked so it's not like yeah. a get yeah but i mean i i have been doing that frequently but yeah just there you go follow me and you'll see the stuff there you go there you go well thanks so much oh, for sitting and, down and donate donate to black lives matter like, yeah dude and you can't protest it's cool you don't have to be on the front lines yeah just give the money and put the money put your money where your mouth is even if you only have like ten dollars that's still something what i've been doing is uh donating smaller amounts to more places yeah kind of spread the money around yeah and then like you can do it again a different time if that's all you have like yeah do what you can. In fact, the show that me and Jimmy are running that you're going to be on on the 20th, we're donating, we're going to do, we're going to donate the money to the Act Blue uh, thing because they, they split it up. Can you send me the info to that again, like the time and stuff again? I think sure. I have it in my calendar, but just, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we haven't set the time out yet. You didn't oh, miss okay, it. cool. I was like, okay. <laughs> we just had a meeting yesterday of like hammering all that out, what time and to do the flyer and all that. So you're okay, good. Okay, cool. 
Yeah, okay. you're, you're still on track. It's good. Okay, cool. Thanks. <laughs> just waiting to hear back from Kat to see if she could do it too. Just so. been a little like all over the place. Cause, yeah, cool. Yeah, just let me know. Yeah, it's all good. Well, thanks so much for sitting down and doing the podcast. I appreciate it. Cool. Thank you. Ho- hopefully you're not too hungry now. <laughs> wow. <Well, laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> well, thanks to Rachel for sitting down and talking about all things comedy, food, and otherwise. You can check out Rachel on the Leak podcast. And you can also check out her Zoom comedy show called Come As You Are. It's a pay what you can. You can sit on your sofa and laugh your ass off. So check it out. Uh, Now, I want to recommend a podcast that I'm really enjoying that maybe you could check out called Ghost of a Podcast. Ghost of a Podcast is an astrology podcast. It's about 45 minutes-ish. And it's... It, it, it's just a great podcast. It really just gets into what's happening. Uh, Jessica, the uh, the host, is just uh, she's she's got a great outlook on life. And if you're looking for a little bit of that, check it out. So anyway, you can check out Rachel Fogletto uh, everywhere on the internet. Rachel Fogletto, F O G L E T T O, and you could also check me out at, at yatesycomedy.com. And uh, Yatesy75 everywhere on the social media. And of course, Digi, D-I-D-J-A underscore E-A-T on Instagram. So if you could uh, give us a rating or a review on iTunes, that would be awesome. Thanks so much. And uh, come and see us next time. we got another great show coming up at the end of the month. Thanks a lot. Have a great night. And hey, did you eat? <laughs>